Josh. How's it hey. going, buddy? I, it's going okay. Okay. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm feeling very Rodney Dangerfield-esque mm. in the sense that yeah. uh, people have no respect for me because I am an adult man who plays video games. That's true. I, I have no respect for you because no. you're an adult man. I have no respect games. for me either, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why I do this apparently. Um I'm just full of self-loathing and, and uh no, but welcome to the backlog breakdown. Oh man, this is st- starting out just we're on such a great note. I'm one of your hosts, Nate, alongside my friend and co-host Josh. Hey. Oh boy. And uh that was a bit. It was not one of our best ones. I had a really good one earlier, but like my self-respect, it's just gone now. (laughs) Um, They're like, why are they riffing on respect? Well, we'll get on that. Um, That's true. At at some point in time, there there was a a, a tweet that made the rounds on sort of Christian Twitter a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the, the, and I hate to say usual suspects, but like a lot of the, the crowd in, Christian Twitter that happens to be video game enthusiasts got a hold of this, and uh, and I'd say more or less they they were sort of like and rightfully so pretty indignant and had some pretty mm-hmm. uh, pretty hard responses for this, but uh you know and I I did interact with it at one point in time and we will be talking did, about yeah. that um it had some takes on masculinity and maturity mm-hmm. and video games and and again like we we will get there but like one of the 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 key takeaways is that the author of this tweet um he he just finds it really hard to respect men who play video games and mm-hmm. um yeah yeah that's and and I think to be fair, I think there were some valid criticisms and some interesting, sure. like there, there was some validity to the tweet. Um, and, and we'll go through that again, but overall it was just one of those things that just kind of felt like, meh, I was not, yeah. uh, I hate this. So let's talk about it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Kidding. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. That's kind of where we're at. No, it just feels like every time this comes up, it's, it's always a, a good sort of opportunity for us to re- yeah. like sort of have a bit of a refresher on a conversation mm. that in a lot of ways you and I are still having. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, and we've been having for, was it like almost five years at this point it, in time? Something like that. We, yeah. We're getting up there. We're getting old mm. Um, mm. or older. Don't remind um, me. But that being said, um, mm-hmm. Before we sort of get down to that point, um, mm-hmm. you know what, Josh? It has been, well, it's been, it's been an undisclosed amount of time since I talked to you. Yes, that's true. I, I botched been. that, but like, you know, don't, don't, don't even edit it out in post. Just <laughs> leave my, my blunder up. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's been. been- that time it's it's been i i sat out last episode mm-hmm. um the book club episode it just things i've just kind of been crazy lately you know i had yeah. the car stuff and and then just yeah uh which that has sort of been resolved but that's good yeah well we'll talk about me here in a little bit but let's <laughs> let's let's talk about your uh past fortnight well actually like your All past right. month mm-hmm Oh gosh, the month is 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 too much. Um, so usually we take this time to you know talk about something you know high point or a low point, something like that over the over the past two weeks. Um, and there was one single event that kind of overshadowed everything. Um, mm-hmm. and it will 
with no exaggeration, certainly be a a, a, um, a a moment that I will remember for the rest of my life. Uh, and and whether both negatively and positively, it has it has certain connotations. But anyways, I don't want to go too deep into it because that's not what this is about. This is just ch- kind of catching up with each other a little bit. But I um I was called into a meeting last week in which I was informed that my position at the church that I work at was being cut and that I was being let go. Uh, so I am currently unemployed, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Um, the whole job search thing, I haven't done it in like 15 years. <laughs> so um, it's yeah, things are kind of weird right now. Um, I, I will say I was assured that, that my position being cut was not due to my competency or my character. Uh, it didn't have anything to do with me, but it was simply that the position itself, um, you actually use this word when we were talking pre-show was, was redundant. And Mm -hmm. that's a good way of putting it that the, the pastor that I was reporting to the discipleship pastor on staff, um, we did a lot of this similar things. And so it didn't make sense. And, and I understand why the decision was made when you have to steward the funds of a church and you have these redundant positions, then that are two full-time positions, you know, with benefits, it's a, things have to be done. So that, that is the decision that was made. And, um, and I'm being taken care of by the church. They're, they're being generous. Um, so I, I don't, my wife and I attended on the, on Sunday, like there's no animosity or anything like that. It was certainly, you know, there's some weirdness just because of, of how it happened. Um, but it's not, there's no animosity. We still love the church. Um, I wasn't just there because of a paycheck. Like we're, we're still committed to the church as long as we're there. Um, but also at the, you know, beginning stages of a new job search, um, looking into ministry work. So, uh, we'll see what that looks like. We'll see how God leads us in the coming weeks and possibly months and, and whatever it looks like. So, uh, well, we're we're fine. We're fine. It's weird. <laughs> it's very weird, um, but we're doing we're doing fine. Taking it a step at a time and just trying to discern where we're being led to. So, yeah, um, I know that when you and I talked a little bit, like I just mm-hmm. it, it sucks, but. Dude, I have to be really honest, and I think I even said this to you. I was like, you are handling this way better than I would would be. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, and you and I have had some conversations about it since Mm -hmm. then. And it's just like, you know, I'm I'm excited for you guys. I'm Like I said, I'm still kind of bummed because it's like it definitely, you didn't see it coming. And it's kind of like. Right. Yeah. That's a, but yeah. 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 I just yeah. I do I do want to just sort of like give you kudos for just being a way cooler customer than I would be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I I do I do appreciate that. And and yes, like professionally, I did not see it coming. Um I do think the Lord has been good in that th- there have been some questions of well, how do how do I put this? Like I knew that I was not going to be at that church forever. Like based on moving in towards pastoral ministry, like I, the thought had occurred to me that it might not be at 
our current church forever yeah. that we've been at, you know, for the past 14 years. And in that case, like God has been working in me and, and even with conversations with me and my wife of like, okay, what would it look like to leave? Like, oh man, I don't, you know, obviously you can't, you don't understand those circumstances, but it's like, oh that, yeah, that would be heartbreaking. Um, but it's a real possibility, you know, that, that this may not be, we're not going to be here forever. So this just happened a lot faster and a lot more abruptly. Uh, and again, not that, that we've left the church. No, we're still there. We're still committed to that church so long as we're there. We're still yeah. members there um, until we're shown, you know, what where our next place to be is. And in which case, I'm sure, you know, we'll be talking about that here on the podcast as well. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure this this whole process will be <laughs> uh, what yeah. I talk about for the next while, because that's that's. That's where I'm at. And who knows? I was talking with Sam earlier today too. I was like, you know, who knows? Like in, you know, a month or whatever, if if, if I don't have anything, I might just get restless and, you know, go find a part-time job <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, I don't want to yeah. be a total, a total, like, you know, I don't want to sit on the couch. Obviously right now my job is to find a job. Okay. So yeah. I'm working on that. But uh, anyway, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Like I said, haven't been in this place in a long time. So um, yeah, that, but, and that's the tough part too. Is like, mm-hmm. is, how long were you at the church? So I was employed. It would have been twelve years next week. Yeah, on staff. Ooh. So yeah, a good it's like a, a little over ten years as the tech director, and then a little over a year as so. I guess maybe a little longer than. Anyways, anyways, yeah, it would have yeah. been at twelve oh, years. Man. Yeah, which is crazy like, to think about. That's like. This like I was listening to something where they were talking about like modern dating, and mm-hmm. I just thought like I it, sort of the th- you ever think about it like if I had to start dating again today? Oh my gosh! And I was just like total crapshoot. Uh, <laughs> like, Thank the Lord that I was I was young and and but it's just went it's for like it. it's yeah. kind of similar in the sense that like I've been at the post office for going on eight years. Okay. And if I had to like search for another job, I'd just be mm-hmm. like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, our thoughts and prayers with you guys. Oh, and, thank it's, you. and again, mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it, I think, you know, and, and even sort of in our conversation, hmm my conversation with you it's like i think it's good you know i think it's it's good the way that you're handling this but also just the sort of like the 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 reliance that you like you're experiencing like you know the mm-hmm. lord it's it's kind of like one of those things where you and i were talking and it's sort of like you feel like in a lot of ways it's like it's like uh a, a burn your ships kind of moment and it really yeah. did put into yeah. clarity like mm-hmm. it did clarify like no, I really want to pursue vocational ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely because it would be so easy to sort of like default to like, I mean, I know for me, like, it's like, okay, what marketable skill do I have? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. the angle that I'm going. Yeah. Um, and, but you like, you're thinking about it and you're like, nope, this is a, uh, and I'm like, dude, that, that's, that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's yeah. pretty cool. And so like, even though the circumstances suck, one, I think there's so many, there's so much like good there. Like the fact that you yeah. and Sam are still at the church and that like, you know, like there's, I mean, 
you and I both probably sat on the sidelines for stories similar to this, where it just, Mm -hmm. it shipwrecks some people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyways, I just, I want to say like, we're thinking about you, you know, this is sort of me issuing a challenge to the, the, the breakdown community, just be praying for Josh, Hmm. you know, keep him and Sam and the kids in their prayers as Mm -hmm. they go through this. And, you know, God has been generous. The church has been generous with, with Josh and they're, they're taking care of them for a while. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's not like, oh, hey. Like don't have a job sucks to be you figure it out kind of thing. It's, it's been <laughs> no, very, yeah. very yeah. cool. Um, mm-hmm. to yeah. sort of see like God's, God's provision for you guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like even, even when it's hard, um, we're choosing to see this as an opportunity for sure. And already starting to see a little bit of that, um, you know, just a week into this. Uh, so yeah. And, and definitely we feel supported by pastors on staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I say pastors, I haven't had, and, and come to find out just earlier today of like, I haven't had too much interaction with the rest of the staff over the past week. And frankly, that's mostly just because like, they don't know, like it was so abrupt that a lot of people just don't feel like comfortable reaching out because they want to give me some space. And yeah. it, like, it, it was helpful to hear that from someone because I'm like, oh, it feels weird to just like be disconnected, but yeah. oh, that totally makes sense. Like, because there are some people that would take this um, in a different way and and like that would be counterintuitive to hear from people, you know? Um, yeah. So, uh, but anyways, that said, I yeah, we feel very supported um, even just in taking next steps like, oh, what does this look like? What is, what is the, what does the job market look like? And here are some connections, you know, like here's some places to network, here's some places yeah. to search out. So yes, we, we feel, um, yeah, we feel really supported, even through this, you know, weird situation. Even through a situation that I I do not like, I would not have made, yeah. uh, you know, these decisions. Um, I, you know, I, I I just mean from my perspective, but I understand why it's the like decisions if, are made. It's but. like if you could have gotten it to play out a different way, right? You probably would have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um. No. But yeah. No. We're we're yeah we're doing good. So thank you, thank you for your prayers. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm I'm sure I will be looking back on this in, you know, six months or whatever and and say that it's certainly for the best. It's just getting to that point mm. when that's gonna be like, okay, what what is that? So yeah. here we no. go. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean that's that's the yeah. No, it's in in the moment when this kind of stuff happens, it is like I, I'm just glad that you're even saying like, hey, in six months, I'll probably, or maybe a year, whatever the time frame is, like, right, I know right. that at some point in time, I'm going to be able to look back at this and be like, oh, no, I get it. Like, cool. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad that happened. But like right now, in that <laughs> right. moment, it's like, no, it's not that time. <laughs> right. Right. Right now is to, yeah, put my yeah. head down and, and figure some stuff out. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. But we're We're doing all things considered. We're doing good. Um, so how about you? How have your, how's your fortnight been? Uh, well, I mean the, the car stuff, we've kind of yeah. got that settled for now. Uh, I think the, the plan is right now is, uh, the, the car for my sister is sort of just waiting for us that we were actually going to try and pick it up this last weekend, but it just didn't Okay, like it's at my mom and dad's. We were out there mm-hmm. and we thought about bringing it home. 
but it was like sort of reconsidering. We're like, yeah, yeah, let's just, it, it just wasn't the, like we, we had him, we had Byron in the car and it was mm-hmm. like, he's not a great traveler. He did fine for most of the trip. So it's not, it's just, it was like, oh, and Megan wasn't a hundred percent. I wasn't a hundred percent. Yeah. And so, but so we, that one's sort of like, we, we, that's kind of like in our back pocket right now. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to, like I said, trade in our other two on something else at some point in time. So mm-hmm. now we've got to do, and, and dude, I just, uh, you know, Porcho and I were sort of like PMing a little bit back and forth. And he just, he was asking about the car stuff. And I just said, mm. and he, he said, he beat me to the punch. He was like, yeah, cars suck. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they do. They're kind of, yeah. they're kind of the worst, the worst. <laughs> um, but no, things are do pretty good, uh, you know. And I, I meant to share this with you when we were talking before, but uh, mm-hmm. I, like Megan and I have both like been like wrestling with some like low level anxiety. Okay, coming up to June fifteenth, because okay. like yeah, there's always the possibility that Bio Mom is going to back out. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like she's. Like I'm ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure she's not going to, mm-hmm. but like that, like less than one percent is like the heaviest thing in the world sometimes. Yeah, because sometimes it just like swims up and bites you in the butt, and it's like this little boy that we have been like the absolute love of our lives in so mm-hmm. many ways, and it's just like that he's still not ours, ours yet. It's yeah. just kind of hard. And yeah. it's like, yeah, that that's like a part of like the process that like, it's just, it's, it's kind of tough to navigate that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I mean, but it's like, I mean, he's just, he's a sweetheart. Um, the mm-hmm. whole thing is just like been really good. Uh, like he, he got some sugar today. He was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was at a birthday party and he managed to get his fingers in some frosting and then nice. he like his hands are always in his mouth anyways. So mm-hmm. like they weren't like they were trying to like stop him before he got and he was like, nope, jammed in his mouth <laughs> and had a uh apparently uh, and I wasn't present for that. Um, but mm-hmm. uh Megan said he uh had a visible reaction to sugar. <laughs> um so I'm like, yeah. oh mm-humm. yep. I do know how I feel about this, but um <laughs> no, things have been going all right. I mean mm-hmm at work it's kind of like uh i'm i'm at a point where it's like in a lot of ways things really haven't changed at work okay. it's like we're kind of i've got some light days and i've got some heavy days and it's like it does sort of feel like there's a little bit more balance there um and some of that is okay. me and my attitude um gotcha but yeah that that's kind of like one of those things where I think for the time being, like I've really struggled as to what I'm going to do. Um, as long as I can manage to get like a few, like close to eight hour nights a week, mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to stay on the overtime list for now because the money is okay useful. Um, we like we're gonna because we're gonna need to replace our hot water tank here soon like gotcha. so we've got a bunch of like stuff where it's like if we can knock out some of that stuff then like if it, my thing is like for now if we can knock out some of these smaller things and maybe get like a leg up on the the new vehicle and we have to get a roof 
It's like, so if we can mm. get sort of like some of these things knocked out, then I'll think about taking some time, like scaling back. Um, so we'll see. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm kind of, gotcha. I kind of feel like I wish I would have just been like, no, I'm going on the eight hour list and they can suck it. Um, <laughs> that's also not necessarily the the best sort of perspective to have or best attitude to have uh period so um but yeah it's kind of like we're, we're going to continue to sort of like test the waters here and if it just does i think that's the other thing if it just gets get to a point where it's like it's too much for me to like i do start really hitting some of that burnout and fatigue i'll just go on the eight hour list for a while um but yeah, hmm. so there's that. I don't know. It's just kind of been like, it's it's fine. There hasn't, you know, like the cars really sucked farts. Um, yeah. But we also, you know, we, we did, you know, like with, with Byron, there are so many like little moments that are such like sweet high points. Like mm-hmm. uh, we had them in my parents' pool on uh, Monday for a little bit. and. Um, he he was loving the water like you know he was yeah. just floating around just being like a cool little customer he he liked splashing once he figured out he could like take his little like you know pudgy little baby fist and smack the water and get a splash um he was into that so mm-hmm. it's just kind of like i don't know like things with yuki uh i don't know if i had shared this on a previous episode Yuki managed to, uh, I had to take her to the vet the other week. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got like, she was like the one night I brought her in and she had her left rear leg like locked up, would not yeah. put it down on the ground. Ugh. So she's been on some anti-inflammatory stuff and she's putting weight on the leg. She's still limping on okay. it. And every once in a while yeah. she limps on it pretty hard. Um, so I've got to follow up with the vet on it, but mm-hmm. I think if it's an option, we're just going to put her in a brace for a while. Okay. Um, you can get like canine braces and she's just going to be in a brace for a few months. Like we'll take mm-hmm. it off every once in a while so that she can like, you know, doesn't get too grody and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like throughout, you know, and that way she can get walks occasionally and stuff like that too. So. Yeah. Um Man. but yeah. My stupid dog. <laughs> Cause it's like the uh, the other option if it is a cruciate injury, which is basically like the, the K9 ACL, the other Oof. treatment is surgery, which is like yeah. three grand. Oh I don't have three grand right now Jeez. to spend on a dog. So yeah. it's like and she can walk on it, she can put weight on it. Okay. So it's like Man, the brace is just like a lot longer recovery. Like the surgery, it's yeah. like, you know, they go down, they they stitch you up, and she's up and at it after a few weeks, mm-hmm. you know, like a month and a half or whatever. This one, it's like she's in this brace. She'll be in this brace for like three weeks or three months. Yeah. Okay, know. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Not three weeks, three months. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, things, things are going pretty good, man. Like, you know, um... 
Well, I mean, we might as well move on to our next form here. Ah. But, uh, I, I have been playing some things other than Destiny 2 and Marvel Snap. Okay. I still have not completely um, abandoned them. They mm-hmm. are they are my, my go-tos for now. For now. <laughs> um, gotcha. They, Did you they, finish Majora's Mask, though? So that no. uh, <laughs> uh, well, okay. So I'm let's kidding. touch I'm on kidding. that for a minute. Like, no, I listened to that episode, and you and I have had conversations about it. And I think, like, mm-hmm. overall, where I just sort of fall is like Majora's Mask. As much as like I really love what it tried to do, mm-hmm. um, I do think there's sort of like almost like a it's it. I think you, when you and I were talking about it, like the word that we used was it's jarring mm-hmm. how like kind of like dark it is and how mm-hmm. almost like. Not grotesque, but just like kind of horrific. It kind of is. Yeah. Like the the link shrieking in pain every time he puts a mask on kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, that's not a little freakish and awkward. Um, so there's that element. And I think overall, like I just really have struggled with just N64. Like going back to N64 games in general. Yeah. Has been yeah. super difficult. Like, and I just when I was trying to play, I just was not having fun. Mm -hmm. And as Mm -hmm. much as I respect the intent and as much as I still like cherish my original incomplete playthrough of that game, (laughs) nearly complete, (laughs) like, like the 1%, like the one thing I had to, I can't like, man, go back in time and punch somebody. Um, (laughs) No, but like, I, I still cherish it and I still, and mm-hmm. I, I still, and I would probably like, probably rank it higher than you. But at the same time, I'm like, okay. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't really hold up in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's coming like that. I mean, take that for what it is too, because I also didn't finish it just because I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, I threw myself at that game several times and I just mm-hmm. could not get it. Like for whatever reason, it just was not gripping me. Um, and so I kind of just was like, didn't uh, hook you in it and it did not hook shot me in. Um, I mean, there's one in the game. But, There's okay. one in the game, which makes it a better game than any game that does not have a hookshot. <laughs> um, like the first Zelda? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like the first Zelda gets a pass because it's the, like... Or Zelda 2. Now, I I don't have strong feelings on Zelda 2. I mean, yeah. I that's another game that I have been just... Una- like, that's one of those games that I've been meaning to go back to because we did that whole big episode on it and you and Wes and Paul all played it and you all beat it. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, nah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Nate does not have time for this this nonsense. Um, but yeah. So it was cool. it was interesting. It was good to hear you guys sort of chop it up and talk about it. But it was like, at the end of the day, I was just like, I really respect and admire what the game did. And in many ways, I like it. I mm-hmm. like it a lot. Uh, I just also just, it's like one of those games where I'm just like, I just couldn't go back to it. I was yeah. like, it just, yeah. it was, it was just too much. So. Mm-hmm. 
Gotcha. You like it, but I don't want to play it again. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much exactly <laughs> it. Like, I still like it. Uh, I just don't like it enough to ever play it again. <laughs> there you go. It's it's not, it's for me, it's not a game that I revisit or even like mm-hmm. at this point in time, I don't even have a desire to revisit it. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Cool. But yeah. Well, let's talk about other okay. things that we've been playing, reading, and watching, and all that other stuff. We have oh. a form for that. That's right. It's, uh, we do. Uh, I see you have a list there. I appreciate you bringing that. Uh, it looks like a rather official kind of report there. Mm, very official. Very official. It's a, it's a backlog report. I have a backlog report. List of of uh of things no actually it's it's not too much uh for mine but uh i'll I'll highlight a few of the things um so this is a video game podcast so let's talk about video games um what have i been playing i've been playing tears of the kingdom of course i've been playing tears of the kingdom it sucked me in you know what i had forgotten actually last episode that according to our backlog beatdown rules i have to take a plus one for starting the game as well not just for purchasing, but also for starting. So that um, that gives me a plus one, bringing me down, up, I don't know, whatever, from negative seven to negative six, okay? Um, mm-hmm. So Because I've, I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm really digging it. Um, I feel like I've just barely scratched the surface, and I'm probably at least a dozen hours in. I don't know, probably maybe more than that. Um, but it is crazy how big this is. I will say, I mean, you know, if you want to learn about Tears of the Kingdom, listen to anything that video game places are saying at all, because everyone's talking about Tears of the Kingdom. Um, yeah, it's enormous. I will say, Nate, however, that this may not be what you want to hear. I think this game feels even less like a Zelda game than Breath of the Wild did. Um, and that's primarily because some of the stuff that you could do in Breath of the Wild, you know, you always have like those bombs that you can throw and, and mm. things like that that kind of took over your um the the items that you kind of swap through in regular, regular 3D Zelda games. And this one kind of does away with that in favor of these mechanics for sticking things together and, and going through walls and stuff like that, which is which is very fun. But it's just interesting to me. I'm I'm enjoying my time with it. Um, it's it hasn't quite hit Breath of the Wild level for me, um, although I'm still very early on in the grand scheme of things, and uh, and there's much more of a story in this one too. Uh, so it's got its good. It's it's a very good game. Well, and it's interesting because like so, friend of the show, Micah Gear Solid's also mm-hmm. playing it, right? And he and I are pretty like. We're we're kind of in sync in the in the sense that like we think Breath of the Wild is like a good game, mm-hmm. but it's not really like. But it's also our, one of the most overrated games of all time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the nice way of saying it. Um, <laughs> we have other things like Mike and I sneer and behind our hands and laugh at all of you plebes, and like <laughs> just how brainwashed that, that you are. No, um, ten. No, like me. Um, no, uh, but so he and I though we both kind of like we're more middling on like Breath of the Wild, yeah. and he is like, yeah. uh he is like he is i've been sort of asking about his playthrough on tears Mm -hmm. and he's like way more into this Mm -hmm. nice 
so and and even when we were sort of talking about it like and i may even still resent this game for not being like zelda e enough mm-hmm. like you you know i i may um but the fact that there have been people who have sort of like been like way more like openly critical of breath of the wild and they're looking at this game and saying mm, no this is this is actually it yeah. this is the hotness yeah and that to me means way more than like and i'm not trying to yeah. discredit like your opinion but it's like mm-hmm. i knew you were going to like tears of the kingdom unless the game right. was a total oh, like course. turd right like you were yeah. you were going to be into it Yes. Like, so when you're like, I'm super into it, I'm like, hypey say what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you know, um, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a surprise, but like, and I, and that's, that's all that being said, I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I am way more curious about this game than I was prior to it coming out. Yeah. Um, like I was kind of like, like, how's this thing going to do? And then when it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, tied for the highest scoring game on open critic i think yeah um yeah but so anyways like i'm just like i'm kind of like i'll get there eventually yeah but i have other things like you know and and i'll get that to that in my report there are other things coming out imminently um that Mm -hmm. i am significantly more interested in awesome Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, in, in this one, my gosh, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to be talking about this for a long time because uh, there's like no end in sight the way that how expansive this game is. Um, and it forces you to kind of take it slow (laughs) and think through things, um, which I'm, I'm loving, but it's just like, yeah, there's, it's going to take me a very long time to finish this game. So, um, I, I'm very much enjoying that and I've, had a little extra time to do that as well um without as many engagements um but not that i'm spending all my time playing it but you know i've had some some good times where i just throw it up on the tv and play for a while instead of just on the elliptical so good stuff there that's what i've been playing but i did pick up another game as well because it was on sale and and I'm, i'm i'm kind of insane but i went ahead and did it okay i've i've actually got it right here so so patrons will see this video I picked up um, Sakuna, Sakuna, I don't know, of Ooh. Rice and Ruin. So there was a big old sale Dude, by Exceed Games. A big old honking fancy collector's edition. Yeah, I got the Divine Edition because it has an art book. It has a CD um, and stuff like that. I actually haven't taken it out. of. So I've got the Divine Edition on PS4, but I also picked up the regular edition on Switch for 20 bucks. Because I wanted all the extras from the Divine Edition, and so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna turn around and sell the PS4 version, like the mm. disc that's in here, and keep all the Divine Edition goodies, all the art book and and uh, all that stuff. Because it was like it was so cheap, cheap, you know, twenty for Switch, thirty for that PS4. If I can mm. make twenty five bucks from a brand new sealed copy, like then I'll have paid, you know, twenty five. Yeah. For the divine edition so anyways that was my thought process behind that because they didn't have the divine edition on switch um up for sale so that's that's what i did there picked those up because the artwork on this looks really good so i wanted the art book but no uh, i i have it on playstation and i started it and it does sort of like start out a little slow yeah, but I've heard it's like one of those games that if you put the time into it, 
it's mm-hmm. really rewarding. Nice. Um, it's so, like it's so yeah, man. That's cool. I and and the bits and pieces that I did play, I did enjoy. So awesome, awesome. Like it just, but like I definitely feel like it's like kind of like yeah, it didn't sort of come out swinging right out the gate. Yeah, yeah, and it might not blow you away. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but it it seems to it, it, I like that combination of different things, sort of like that rune uh, factory kind of idea. And I know it's it's not quite that, but but the combination of of farming along mm-hmm. with some some, some side scrolling action that sort of reminds me of like Muramasa is what it looks like. Could be totally off base there, but no, it's it's definitely got like sort of that that vanillaware vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's vanilla, vanilla wear adjacent. Yeah. Who is the, it, it, they are, it is, it, yeah. Exceed was the publisher because that was the sale, um, that yeah. was going on on Amazon, but is for, oh, Marvelous, Marvelous in okay. Edelweiss. Edelweiss. I don't know who Edelweiss is, but Marvelous worked on it. So anyways, um, yeah. So that brings me up to another plus one. So I'm at negative five for the year so far, which kind of stinks because, I was like at seven for quite a while and, and not being able to break it. Now, uh, just going back up to minus five. Anyways, that's where I'm at with that. Reading, I'm still uh, finishing up The Mortification of Sin, um, the translation by Aaron Wren. And man, it's so good. Uh, like, I would highly recommend anyone listening go, um, go check and that read. Out. Yeah, go check out the book it, because. I mean, it's it's what I've said earlier, but even just this this full orbed idea of sin in your life, and it's your, you know, it's your Christian duty um, to to root it out in your life. But the way that you do that, and and what I love about this book, is the way that you do that is by surrendering it to the Lord. Is like living in light, living every moment in light of your your relationship to. God, you know, like as a, like me as a son of God, like recognizing, oh man, he, he loves so much and he has given so much to wash me clean of this sin. Like, why would I not, you know, like constantly be at war to, to take it out and then relying on his strength in order to do that. Like it's so good. So, so it's, even though it is practical, even though it hurts to read sometimes it's convicting like, oh yeah, I don't try as hard as I ought to, um, to, to kill the sin in my life. Um, but it's it's like calling me to that, you know. It's like a come on, yeah. it's an encouragement to uh, to do that. So uh, really good stuff. Almost done with it, but I often like read a short chapter and then I'm like, okay, I need to go like think about this and apply it <laughs> mm-hmm. instead of I want to just bust through it. But um, anyways, great book, highly recommended. Tiny little thing, so go check it out. Um, the last thing is something that my wife and I watched. It's a TV show that was way better than we expected. It's called jury duty. It's on, we watched it through Amazon prime video, but, um, it's like freebie is what it's through. So you get some Mm -hmm. ads in there. Um, so the, the conceit of this show is that, um, there's, there's these people, obviously it's called jury duty. Um, the whole thing is a setup. Everyone in the jury and in the courtroom is an actor except for one person. So it's this whole um, eight episode series where just crazy stuff is happening throughout this whole court case and, and the jurors are being crazy and all kinds of wackiness is happening 
and and there's like one person who doesn't know who thinks it's all real. Obviously, everyone else are actors, um, and it is hilarious. I will say there is some um, adult comedy uh, in in bits. Like, okay, so I watched it with my wife, so it's it's not a big deal. Like, um, but. There were there were some moments like you know I wouldn't necessarily watch it around kids. It's not it's not terrible. There are some you know raunchy moments if that makes sense that mm-hmm. that come and go. Um, but because it's all because it's all fake, it's like it's not actually. Does that make sense? Like it's mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous some of the stuff that happens. But because you know like it's all acted out, it's not really happening. It doesn't feel like as big of a deal if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So. My like question there though mm-hmm. is I guess I kind of look at the uh so the person who isn't an actor, mm-hmm. please tell me that they are compensated well for their time. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay, so the, the last episode, the entire last episode is where he is told what happened and then they walk through like a bunch of different they show him around to everything and so it's it actually ends on a very positive note like often those kinds of shows can be very um like oh like sucks to be you like look at how much of an idiot you yeah, were like whereas this is the opposite yes mean spirit yes yeah. uh, this is the opposite of that where it's actually very uplifting and like check out like like we saw you do these that like you didn't have to act this way and and like you Actually, given the these you know parameters, like you acted very honorably, um, which is really cool, and they award him a hundred thousand dollars. So, Whoa. so yes, I want I want mm-hmm. in on that, right? Yeah, I, I will I will do jury duty for a hundred k. Yeah, money, please. That's, that's, that's pretty well. Like, like there's so many questions that arise out of this. So, mm-hmm. is this like American TV? Yeah, yeah. How? <laughs> I have I'm, so many questions. So many questions because, like, jury duty—that's like you're allowed to be absent from work for ju- mm-hmm. jury duty. Mm-hmm. So, like, they would have to go to this guy's employer, mm-hmm. and like, basically, like, yeah, we defrauded you out of this time. So, so no, th- so he it goes into this like later. You find out the way that it happened is it it, it was originally a Craigslist ad. Which already, you know, you'd think that would be a a red flag. It was a Craigslist ad for um, people who would sign up for jury duty. Like, they would be the ones signing up, and um, and because they are shooting a documentary about jury duty. Okay. So there are cameras in in the courtroom. Now they're hidden all throughout the court, like where they are, but there are actual, you know, like cameras that they see and they know they are being filmed um, b- because they had responded to a Craigslist ad in order yeah, but, to sign up for it. But even there, it's like this stuff with mm-hmm. like, yeah, the, it takes, the, it, it ends up taking a long time too. Like I think over two weeks, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like yeah. jury duty. You can be out for a while with, yeah. anyway, oh man, that's, that's wild. Yeah. It's weird. Have it's, you ever been called for jury duty? I have been called a few times. I have never actually made it. The last one that um, I was signed up for that I thought I made it into like the third round of people being picked. 
it was actually kind of a high profile case here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was actually pretty gross. It was it was a doctor at a like basically a psychiatric hospital that had been um, abusing kids. Mm. So it it was so like like jurors were dropping left and right <laughs> because of like either previous experiences or different things. So I I think what um I think what got me taken off the list cuz I went in I think 3 days of just like culling through uh, the people yeah, yeah, that yeah. were called. Um I think it was 3 days. I think what got me kicked off was that I said that I was a Christian because I was specifically asked by the defense if I if I had found out if there was anything if I had found out that it was um if there was any homosexual acts that were committed if I would think any differently. And and I had actually said no that I wouldn't because the subject matter was abusing children so no whether that was it's not homo- they, heterosexual or homosexual like that doesn't make like both yeah, are I mean, still they're, heinous, they're both you know? equally vile <laughs> right exactly like, it's yeah it's like the the yeah but but to even like ask me that question i was thinking that the defense was trying to get me off of the jury list just because i i said that i was a christian and so you know i think they were thinking that it would be harder for me to be unbiased well you know i mean it would be hard for me to be unbiased about uh, like let's be honest i i want so badly to believe in like sort of guilty until proven innocent but like innocent until proven guilty yeah (laughs) yeah the other yeah that one no yes yeah I want to believe so like but like mm-hmm. in that sort of scenario it would be very difficult it would it would be the other way mm-hmm. like it'd be like your defense attorney is going to have to work real hard mm-hmm. like and that's that's not a fair trial so like I I would just have flat out told them like listen I've got to be honest I have no tolerance for like sexual deviance and mm-hmm. sex like sex abuse like child abusers yeah. like and if he did this and it became evident in throughout the the the, the case like the, the the court case mm-hmm. i would yes i would be very unfavorably like i'm not gonna say mm-hmm. like like yeah it would probably you probably need to work a lot harder to convince me yeah yeah, but. I mean, it, I don't know. It was interesting because, uh, you know, for those, for those days, they were you know, laying out um, definitions of different, of different things, you know, and, and how you would go about and being unbiased. And so um, in the, in this certain case, like it was at a, at a psychiatric hospital, um, could you possibly consider that these are children who, have mental issues and would they you know make something up against the people who are taking care of them i but i could see a situation yeah. where that would happen yeah. yeah um so so i was trying to come at it as unbiased now found out you know a few weeks later you know obviously after i, I wasn't picked um he he was convicted 
So it was gross. So I'm glad I didn't have to put myself through that and, yeah, that and learn be, any of the details. That would be tough. Because I didn't, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but that, that show anyways. sounds, that, that show yes, sounds sorry. much <laughs> totally more delightful <laughs> than the actual yes. sort of almost, yeah. almost horrific real jury duty that you had to, to Right. Do. Right, yeah, but, but I've I've never been picked, so I've never actually gone through all of jury duty. Um, yeah. But uh, anyways, so that's what I have to report on. What do you have? Um, well, I'll sort of move in a almost opposite ish direction. I'll talk about the things that we've been watching. Uh, Megan okay. started watching The Crown on Netflix. Okay, um, it's interesting, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those things that like, and again, you teeth. don't know. It's speculative historical fiction in the sense okay. that like it's it's kind of like it's written with sort of I think an ear towards reality in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's it's talking about like the royal family in Britain mm-hmm. and just even some of the context and everything there is like um and it's like it's just interesting. Because it's mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, all history is is storytelling. You know that like mm-hmm. a lot of history, like the best when the best history. Uh, what's that? The, the uh, Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin's hardcore history is awesome because the dude's just a really gifted storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that's why you can listen to six hour long episodes on <laughs> Polyphonia more. Um, so. It's just been kind of interesting because, and again, it's sort of that like kind of like they're putting a little bit of a like they're sort of like cracking open the reality of some of this, and like some of it again is speculative in the sense that like there's a lot of stuff that the the family there is a lot of investigation and research and sort of building this, but there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that the royal family just won't disclose. Like this sure. is what actually happened. This is what didn't. Um, Especially, there's a lot of like scenes behind closed doors and stuff where it's just like, and it's just interesting. It's interesting, it just sort of like, and it's, it's kind of like some of these characters, like Charles in this, is in some ways a very sympathetic character. Um, okay. Just because, frankly, his mom kind of sucked. <laughs> Like, <laughs> at least in this show, like, and and from what I understand, uh, she was Queen Elizabeth was a little frosty at times. Okay, and I mean, but like that's the other thing is like, you know, there's the, there's this weird tension between like this woman's the Queen of England, so she's the head of the English state, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, she's like supposed to be a mother and a wife. And that's just like, like that's that's not an easy burden to shoulder, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, it's just, it's just kind of like, it's just hard to like deal with and to watch all that. You know what I'm saying? Like where it's just yeah. kind of like, man, yeah. it's like you just see like what some of these things do to the, the the people's lives around them and to to even understand like the the fact that like frankly Elizabeth should have never been the queen cuz like the mm-hmm. the entire process was like her father the only reason he became king is because his older brother um gave up the throne so they could marry this 
woman who, according to the actual show, like Prince David or whatever, he was not a very nice dude as far as I'm concerned. And his wife was a bit of a harpy. Um, hmm. Like fun. Two very unpleasant individuals. <laughs> and so it's probably for the best that neither one of them was in charge of anything, including mm-hmm. a wet paper sack. Um, but again, it's like, it's, it's all fiction and stuff like that. But like, it's just, it's kind of interesting. It's like sort of that mm-hmm. thing that's like, I don't really care about this, but then when you turn on the episode, I'm like, Oh, this is fascinating. Like, cause like, <laughs> you know, some of it is grounded in reality mm-hmm. is, is grounded in truth. So, um, we've been watching that, of course, still watching Ted Lasso and okay. What I will say is that there are some character arcs that I really love, like really and truly mm-hmm. love. Uh, you watched the first season, right? Yeah, I, I watched the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. So Jamie's character arc mm-hmm. has been one of my favorite things. Okay. I'm really coming around on that, dude. Like, Okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the female. <laughs> I don't remember her name. Keely? Um, Yes, Keely, Keely. Sorry, you said Jamie, and for some reason I yes, no, Jamie. Yes, the yes, of course. I know who Jamie His, is. Like, and even her arc in this third season mm-hmm. has been interesting. Her and okay. Roy and Jamie and all of that has been at times really heartwarming. Like this last episode. Okay. The, hmm. So by the time of this recording, there's a, a new episode mm-hmm. like I, I that I haven't seen yet. But the one prior to that. There was a really heartwarming exchange between the three of them and just like a, a moment in that last episode where I was like, that's really sweet. That's okay. really good. And it's like, so yeah, there, there's just some like, and that's, I, I think the way that I sort of looked at it was like, and, and I think you and I sort of talked about it, is that the first two seasons sort of, in a lot of ways, they could be a little more narratively punchy and have some like orient. You know what I'm saying? Whereas mm-hmm. this third season is sort of like the stage has been set. You sort of know the pieces, and you're sort of seeing everything. So- like they're they're tying up all the threads. Hmm. Nate Shelley's arc also much gooder, much much really, gooder. really. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. It. Yes. Yes. Hmm. I'm just saying like this third season is really like selling me on it. Like it's one of those things that like interesting. It's harder it's harder to get into, but it really does feel like they're sort of tying up a lot of the loose ends and they're hmm. like I'm I'm still like are they going to land the plane? Mm-hmm. Are they going to poop the bed? I don't know, but yeah. I'm, I'm really this last this last episode especially. I was like, okay, like kind of just left me going like, okay, like <laughs> a happy okay. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, I have not heard good things, so so I'm really surprised, dude. I so, whoever's saying good bad know. things, like they're just oh, tell them to quit being a wet blanket, <laughs> like. Be like, listen, I, I have a friend. There who's were some a, signs in the second season that like the writing well, was just not as good. So, 
But I think like that's the thing is like the first season can sort of exist as self-contained. And we've had this, mm-hmm. we've sort of had this kind right, of yeah. second yeah. season is sort of laying the stage. And so there's a lot more sort of like, there's a lot of stuff that just sort of gets like ripped out. And it's like where they could have played with that. And Paul and I, when we talked about it, there are two episodes mm-hmm. in the second season that probably shouldn't be there. Yeah. I disagree with yep. him. I think there's one episode that shouldn't be there. Okay. I actually really like the other one. Um, okay. I really like the Christmas episode. Paul doesn't gotcha. really care for it. Mm-hmm. And the episode about Beard's wild night out on town was just, an, it's, it's why, why yes. is that even there? A hundred percent. Yeah. Also Beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a moment. There's like a, a five, 10 minute speech. He, he confronts someone and he sort of exposes, like he basically tells how he and Ted met. Okay. And like he shares their history and it completely like, and this is going to sound really dumb, completely recontextualizes the character. Like hmm. then you're like, Oh, this makes sense. Not a hundred percent. This last episode, th- these last couple of episodes, dude, I'm telling you, like they're doing a really good job of sort of like setting this thing up, like where they actually land the plane. Mm-hmm. is going to be like the the but where we're at so far in it i'm i'm into it like okay. i'm into yeah. where they're going with this and i'm really enjoying the romp um cool as far as books so and again paul friend of the show the artist currently known as Techno Funk Boy. There's a mm-hmm. podcast that you, me, him, and Wes all sort of like delight in. 372 yes. pages. Yes. There's a book that 372 pages is reading right now. It's called Artemis. Mm-hmm. It's written by a guy named Andy Weir. Mm-hmm. I, he's the guy who wrote The Martian. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I have an audible credit. Let me listen to this delightful little train wreck. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> train wreck it is <laughs> Ooh. like and here's the thing is like so i read this and now i want to go back and i want to read the martian because he wrote mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and yeah. i want to sort of go over the martian with a bit of a fine tooth comb because mm-hmm. based off of what i've i've listened to the the book in its entirety mm-hmm. it is stupid <laughs> What I will say is that I think it is in some ways better than Klein. Okay. okay. Other ways, significantly worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's so you one of highly those, recommend this book. Oh, Artemis by Andy Weir. It, it gets a lot of like, the, there were several times where I had to stop listening to it just because I was rolling my eyes so hard. I was like, <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> giving like, myself a headache from like, my eyes rolling like, back in the Come on. Um uh, so yeah, and it's 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 kind of hilarious because I'm just like, oh like you know what the biggest thing like that I was the biggest similarity that Andy Weir and and Ernest Klein share is um probably neither, a variety of 80s dance moves. That um Yes. Also, but the biggest similarity, the biggest thing that they have in common is that they completely lack any self-awareness. 
Yeah. Like at no at no point in time did they just recognize that their narrative voice is absolutely bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. That it's just, it's vacuous. And that what they're really doing is writing, anyway. And that every character is the same. <laughs> and every character is sort of a weird version a of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah that, and I, even I, the I, ones I that are that. really different are really mm-hmm. just sort of ways that you think of yourself. Mm-hmm. And even though you're a middle-aged white dude you know, and you're writing a 20 something, um, Saudi Arabian woman, Mm -hmm. the way you're writing her is via you. Mm -hmm. Now, like she's not a character that possesses her own stuff. She's just kind of like, she's got your nasty little fingerprints all over her. (laughs) Um, lovely. And yeah, so, but it's, it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, Definitely laughed at that book several times. Yeah. Um, and then did a lot of eye rolling. Uh, so, and, and the only reason I listened to it is so that when the dudes are ripping it apart in 372, I know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah, um, fair. But uh, in addition, like, so as sort of a, there's a guy I follow on Twitter. Um, he's a writer, like he's, he's a journalist. I, he either works with, with the Times or, or Washington Post. It's not Gene Park. His name is Paul Tassie. And he writes a lot about okay. Destiny 2. Um, hmm. And he, he was writing about Marvel Snap for a while, too. Um, and that's sort of where I came across him. But he, he wrote some science fiction. Um, and the book okay. is called, I'm going to just double check here. I'm pretty sure it's called The Last Exodus. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty decent sci-fi. Uh, the premise is like, uh, so far it's just like, I mean, it's, it's corny, but it's like not Klein or Andy Weir corny. Okay. Yeah. Like it's, (laughs) it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm enjoying it so far, but I'm, I'm still fairly early on in the book. So I I'm withholding like total judgment. Like, so maybe next episode I'll come be like, nah, last Exodus is like a bag full of wet farts. Just avoid it. <laughs> um, but so far I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. It's got like, it's got a, it's got a much better like narrative tone in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like that being said, it's not like, blowing my mind it's not like this is not asimov this is not um yeah but there's only one asimov (laughs) and there's only one ray bradbury and like some of my yeah anyways there's only one orson scott card and like yeah anyways um but it's it's been enjoyable like it's like again it's not like gonna blow your mind but i think it's enjoyable um yeah. As far as what I've been playing, so obviously Destiny 2, still playing Marvel Snap. Uh, I have been playing like some other things. I've been dabbling around with like uh, some Game Pass. I played some Hi-Fi Rush. Played some, oh, nice. Uh, the original Halo on the Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like screwing around, dinking around here. Uh, but there's one that sort of like caught me and i think i'm gonna see it through the end but it says like kind of like indie gem and i think it's available on multiple platforms but it's called unpacking i think it mm-hmm. i think it came out last year um okay i at least know that that's when i picked it up 
<laughs> but it is kind of like the the entire premise is like you're unpacking these boxes and putting the stuff away, mm-hmm. which sounds like super dumb. But we've talked about it, like the the power washing simulator, like Harvest Moon. Like it's like these are chores. These are things that you do not actually enjoy doing in real life, but yeah. somehow you do them in the video game. It's like this is rad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also has like a very Tetrisy vibe. But it's like okay. I was also telling okay. you that there's kind of like what's kind of like cool about it though too is that these boxes that you're unpacking and sort of like putting this stuff away, like you're doing it through different stages in this person's life. Mm-hmm. So you're sort of you you're seeing some relationships and you're seeing like you start out in their childhood bedroom and then you move to like their college dorm and you sort of like and then like their first apartment and then the first apartment that they share with someone, you know, it's kind of like all this stuff. Yeah. That's like, it's really cool and cute and clever and mm-hmm. it's super cozy. Like, and it's got like cool music and the, the gameplay is kind of fun. And I just can't, I'm really enjoying it. I'm almost done with it. And I'm just kind of like, man, I really like the game. So unpacking nice. is rad. Um, that being said, it's time to sort of like talk about my backlog score a little bit. I haven't beaten anything. However, I did okay. use the very last little bit of my remaining tip money from last last December. Like, so I had like mm. a couple gift cards and I had some birthday money and I pulled the trigger on Diablo 4. Ah, you did it. Nice. I did it. I'm a sucker, which is going to make things really interesting because... I also got season of the deep and destiny two to sort of chew through. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and snap it. We're going to see, we're going to see, it might just be too much. I just <laughs> talked to you about like, I think I need to like maybe step back for a little bit. And I'm like, no, I can't I've <laughs> set myself so up much. for disaster. Um, no, but uh, we'll see. Like, I, I don't know what my cadence is going to be with Diablo 4 yet, but um, I was talking uh, with somebody about it. And I said, like, I, I'm going to try really hard to not let it sort of like drown everything out. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah. So yeah, that puts me at a uh, positive three, um, which okay. I'm like, eh, not. Yeah, I'm not negative at all. So mm-hmm. you take your negative five and shove it, pal. <laughs> but um, that being said, it's time to talk about, of course, uh, GG, which is the official app of the Backlog Beatdown. And if yes. you don't know what GG is, it's a letterbox style app for your video game collection. You mm. can create custom lists. You can rate review titles. You can see what your friends are playing. Um, there's a whole bevy of sort of tools that's, available but also that is is kind of being added to our buddy charles watson he started developing this years ago and he's really like he's really done just i mean from where it started to where it is now is just a massive step but in addition to that he's always sort of iterating he's always sort of improving and if you're in it like i recommend checking it out there's a free 99 version. So go check it out for free. And if you like what mm-hmm. he's doing there, you can pay him five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year to get access to the elite tier. And the elite tier, um, you get early access to build, you get a little more access to Charles. And it's just overall like it's, it's, you know, I think it's worth it. We both, we're both 
paying members there. Um, we but and that's you know it's not just because Charles is our friend; he is. But it's it's a good product, and we think it deserves you know your time and attention. Mm-hmm. That being said, other things that deserve your time and attention and perhaps your money is it's this podcast. And if you're already listening, we have some of your time and we have some of your attention. Now just give us that money. Money, please. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Um, the way that we want to pitch this is like, listen, if you have done the rating and reviewing, if you've done the sharing and the caring, and you want a way to go a little bit above and beyond, we do have a Patreon. And we want you to think mm-hmm. of it as a bit of a tip jar, but it's a tip jar with benefits. So our patrons, um, each and every one of them gets to nominate a game or topic for us to talk about on, on an episode. And they the offer at that point in time is also for them to come on and sort of chew the fat about that with us. They also get early and uncut access to each and every one of our episodes. That early and uncut access is also uh, available in video format. So if you ever wanted to see what Josh and I look like, if like one, you could just go to social media. You could do that. You could also see me with in my various states of dishevelness and you could watch us just Mm. fall asleep as we talk to each other because we talk to (laughs) we we do this super late at night and neither one of us is really good at brevity we're really good Mm -hmm. at being bad at brevity but yeah that's the that's the thing but again so there's the early and uncut access but like also uh, patrons have a little more access just to us they get special roles in our discord server and you know you know, we like them more because, well, frankly, they pay us to like them. <laughs> and they're awesome. Um, best kind of friendship. Best kind of friendship. Uh, the <laughs> ones that pay us. Um, they, they, they give you money. Um, lastly, but not leastly, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that we are proud. Yeah, I'd say I, I'm, I'm glad and proud mm-hmm. to be a member of the Playwell Network. I, I, I think I can say the same for Josh. Uh, yes. Alongside our friends, Wesley Ray, the henshin dad himself, and Paul, the artist currently known as the techno funk boy, Lytle. Uh, both of these guys, we like their approach to content um, and just like, the, the, you know, we like what they do. And we think that you guys ought to check it out. Uh, Wes has a couple of podcasts, obviously the Henshin Dad podcast. It's a mm-hmm. podcast about tokusatsu. So you like dudes in rubber suits and fake, like basically Japanese version of wrestling. Yeah, it's kind of like what tokusatsu is. And I'm there for it sometimes, more often than not. Um, he also Do does Retronym, which is a sort of a nostalgia, retro-ish adjacent uh, video game podcast. And he's done a whole bunch of stuff there. Um, what was his most recent one? Was it uh, the... Uh, was it Mega no, Man X? Was it Mega Man X? I the, thought it was... Uh, no, it was Twilight Princess. Twilight That's Princess. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and he does like takes on this and he sort of talks about like his personal history with this stuff. It's a sh- it's kind of short form. It's, it's mm-hmm. like usually like maybe 15, 20 minutes. It's always... And it's always a good time. Paul, on the other hand, does a ton of um, actual play Yes. Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's actual mm-hmm. play. That's how I remember that. That's like my mm. little like brain mnemonic. Mnemonic. Thing. Device, um, yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's, uh, and so he's done a, he's got a, t- a couple of those. Technically, this one isn't a, uh, it's not a Play Well Network show, but it is the only actual play podcast I listen to with consistency. He's part of Dyson Dreary. I recommend it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, 
like I said, it's the only one I listen to. He's starting up one called The Thorns of War, mm-hmm. uh, which is yep. a Dragonlance. It's a Dragonlance podcast. Yeah. He's got the Rusty Speeder and a, a few others. He's also got some older sort of like retro video game, also nostalgia podcasty stuff, but it's much longer form. He's got the Retro Zoo Super Show and then the Retro Station, both of which, you know, I think Josh and I both did some guest appearances on probably each one of those mm. runs. Yeah. We did some together and I think we did some separately maybe, mm. but maybe I could be wrong. I think so. The only way you'll know if I was wrong is if you actually go back and listen to all of them. Boom. So, uh, do it, go do that thing. That being said, you know, we, like I said, we like those guys. We think you should check some of their stuff out. And, uh, here's a word from one of them. Do you think that this is like a really close up shot of two small crabs or were those really big crabs how do you know they're even real they're imaginary crabs jimbleton please tell me we can go look for imaginary crabs can we how would you look for something that's imaginary oh that's the best thing to look for war has come to crim a war building for centuries as dragons and gods drift into myth and legend This is the war that will bring an end to it all, or restore what was lost for good. Dragonlance, The Thorns of War, is an actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Available everywhere in May. Subscribe today. And we're back. We're back. Good job, buddy. Good job. <laughs> you, you, you got to do it last time, and you're like, I want to try that back I'm, on again. I'm drunk on my own power. Oh. Let's do this. <laughs> do it. So, Josh, and I don't know how long we're actually going to spend on this, because this is a topic you and I have sort of like beaten up lots and lots of times. Mm-hmm. But like I said, uh, recently, so May 21st um, of this year, uh, he tweets out, Dale Partridge tweets out the following. Uh, it's and, and full disclosure, I did reach out to him and invite him. Uh, I tried to do it via PM. Uh, he had his DMs are closed. So I just tagged him gotcha. in a post and just sort of said, like invited him to come on the show and have a conversation with us about it. Uh, he is n- at the time of recording, he has not gone back to me. Um, I honestly don't think he will. And it's not to, you know, he seems like a busy kind of guy. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, well, it would but, probably be hard for him to respect us. So, and it would probably be hard for him to respect us. Uh, but the, the, the feeling may or may not be mutual. Um, but that's not very nice. I mean, <laughs> stop, Nate. Um, so he tweets this out and it's, uh, it's tough for me to respect a man who loves to play video games. It's very adolescent, and it seems those who do are the same men who can't find time to catechize their kids and lead family worship. And he got, uh, and rightfully so, a good bit of pushback. Uh, Samuel Say uh, at, at Slow to Write, who, you know, for anybody who's on Christian Reformed Twitter, Sam tends to be a pretty reasonable voice on there. He responded to him mm-hmm. and sort of chastised him. And Dale sort of doubled down on his position and sort of drew, basically tried to set up some straw mans. 
here's what I will say, and and it, and and I, I did respond to it. And actually, should I just read my responses with it? Yeah, go for it. I, I took a few days to sort of sit back and think on it, and um, because I definitely did, you know. So if you actually look at my my Twitter, it is on there. It's just uh, underneath all of the different, you know, snap screenshots where I'm telling people to suck farts and to stop sucking at that game. Um, <laughs> to both suck and to stop suck. Uh, yeah, okay. they, they just need to stop sucking farts okay. and at the game. Um, so, and this is, I waited a couple of days cause you know, initially when I read it, just like everybody else, I got a little hot cause it's like, dude, this is such a tired take. Um, there are several things in, in that Twitter thread that I do recommend people sort of go through and read some of it because again, not all of it is bad. And I do think I do want to give Mr. Partridge the benefit of the doubt. I think he probably is a little concerned about what he sees as this sort of the detrimental effects of video game addiction, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But my response was this, and I'll just sort of read through my tweets and then Josh and I can sort of like bounce off of that. Um, This is what I wrote. I said, so this made the rounds a few days ago and I wanted to engage with it right off the bat, but I gave it some time and fleshed out some thoughts and response. So first thought, this isn't all that bad. If you know a man who is engaging with video games in a way that is leading him to neglect his responsibilities to his family and to his church, call him to repentance. If you are that man, repent. Thought number two. That being said, there's also some problems with this tweet and his follow-ups. There's also some problems with the responses to his tweet because there were some really petty, like, like I'm going to own this dude kind of tweets mm-hmm. that, frankly... And we'll get to addressing them too. Yeah. Um, so there's a judgment call that he makes in that that uh, that initial sort of uh, foray, where Partridge calls he said he said they're the game that video games are adolescent. Um, right. And so my first sort of like actual critique of his tweet is, I quote that it's very adolescent. And my just, and again, it's sort of just this subjective take and and I'm not trying to make this the standard, but it's like, I hear that, I see that and yes, it can be, but then are you going to apply that same standard? And I'm sort of paraphrasing myself because I actually bring up sports fandoms. Like you have Mm -hmm. stadiums full of people who paint themselves, who wear silly costumes, who act like raving lunatics all over a game that they aren't even playing. They're just watching. And that's not adolescent, mm-hmm. but a grown man, you know, sitting at home using a controller, maybe with his children, maybe by himself, maybe with some other friends, that's adolescent. But th- this other thing, you're not going to address that. And this is part of like the, 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 the sort of the glaring disparity is that they'll sort of call these things out and they'll sort of attack these things. And they'll say, this is juvenile. There's a whole host of other juvenile things that probably men in your congregation are actively engaging in, and you're not going to call those out. So like, let's just throw that out. That's, that's a bad take just because like you're saying it's adolescent one, that's subjective Two, you're not being consistent with that metric. Mm -hmm. So that one, and uh, I, I said, uh, 
really, have you seen some sports enthusiasts? That's a subjective take. So that's what I said. Um, yes, some games are fairly childish, but there are a host of others that handle complex and mature narratives and themes in interesting ways. It's it being adolescent is not inherent to the medium. Right. I, I go on to say, more importantly, I think Dale disregards the core issue. It's not that video games are the problem. It's when people have an unhealthy, idolatrous relationship with them. But that is also not inherent to the medium. Mm-hmm. Lots of things lend themselves to idolatry. After, the, after all, the human heart is an idol factory. Fandoms of any type or stripe, entertainment, alcoholic career, you name it. You can add family. You can add uh, sports team. You can add books you can add sub you can do you can insert anything that people abuse you can insert it into that because anytime you abuse something that is meant to be not well not abused that is actually usually an idolatrous relationship with that thing you when you Mm -hmm. abuse and misuse sex you have an idolatrous relationship with it you know when you abuse and misuse money you have an idolatrous relationship with like you know yeah. it's like anyways or a lot of times you'll abuse and use people in an attempt to sort of feed your idol as well anyways there's there's a whole mm-hmm. lot of things there but lots of things lend themselves to idolatry after all the human heart is an idol factory fandoms of any type of stripe entertainment alcohol or career you name it humanity has probably found a way to abuse it and harm themselves and or others okay that's what i actually wrote mhm in short, he, meaning Dale, makes the assumption that there's nothing redemptive in the medium, and he does this without providing any objective evidence, and he fails to adequately address criticisms of his position. There were several fairly eloquently worded sort of critiques of his position that he just flat out disregarded mm-hmm. or talked past. Yeah. And so I had a real problem with that too, because he would draw, like, people would say, well, what about this? He's like, well, that's not a problem. Why? Why is that not a problem, Dale? Because to him, in his opinion, he finds something redemptive in that. Um, mm-hmm. So the, 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 those are just sort of like this, the short sort of like my sort of bullet point responses to his general sort of tweet and his responses in that thread. You know, and again, I, mm-hmm. I recommend people actually go through and read that because like I said, there's some interesting thoughts that cropped up in it. Um, so I'm, I go and I move on here. And I say, now, addressing some of the people who responded to this tweet in less than gracious terms. Stop. I know it is frustrating seeing bad takes like this pop up, but you aren't doing yourself or anybody else any favors. Knee-jerk, emotionally charged responses don't help. They almost always make it worse. I go on to say, take the valid criticisms and disregard the bogus assertions. In short, be mature. It also wouldn't hurt to slow down and respond with gracious, kind words versus trying to dunk on stuff like this. I'm just saying. In closing, my final thoughts are this. I want to believe, and this is like, this is the hard part for me because like, if I'm being honest, it is very hard to believe that this, this thing that's going to come out, but this is what I want to believe. I'm not saying this is even what I actually believe because I think what I actually believe about Dale's motivations is less than flattering. But I want to believe that there's a genuine concern here born out of affection and care for his brothers. I also think it could have been worded better. 
and then I go on to say, I'd also like to extend an invitation for him to join me and Josh here on, on the breakdown. And so what I will say is like, yeah, I want to believe that he, he makes that statement because maybe he knows somebody or he sees a trend in the young men in his church, whatever. Maybe he actually has seen a problem. I have a couple additional issues with this because like the thing is he gets on Twitter, he tweets out this sort of hot take response and you're not actually confronting the, the individual with the sin. Like I said, Mm -hmm. my, my first Mm -hmm. sort of like hit here is like, if you know somebody like that, call them to repent. If you are that person, repent. And that should have been like, so if, if Dale knows somebody who is doing this, or if he knows several young men who are doing this, he needs to go to them and confront them. Yeah. Okay. And he's yeah. not all wrong. Like, be, because like video games can be very distracting. They can be, they can be a lot. And for an undisciplined sort of consumer of the medium. Yeah it's very easy for them to pull you away from your responsibilities. I mean, we've, we've mm-hmm. talked about that multiple times. Right, right. But that, does not, that is not inherent to the medium. Yeah. Rather, that is a problem with the individual. Mm-hmm. And, th- and this is the part that is absolutely ridiculous because the standard that's being pl- applied here is not get applied to other fandoms and other forms of abuse, mm-hmm. of, of abuse of, of or, or, or idolatry, rather. Yeah. You know, you're not doing this. You're you're not calling the men who are neglecting their families and their their familial and church their 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 familial and church obligations for the sake of a career. You're not calling them to repent. Like mm-hmm. you you don't go after. There's a lot of things that these guys don't go after, and a lot of it to me is tied up into. And you know, we sort of hit on it. It's tied up in this bogus sort of ide ide, ide-, ide- ideology. I was going to say ideas, I, but this bogus ideology about what biblical masculinity is or is not. And, and, and I did some, some digging on this dude and that's, that's his shtick. Okay. He has gotcha. like a marriage book. Gotcha. He's got mm-hmm. like, he's, he's a biblical masculinity dude. And let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to say this, Dale, if you are listening to this, you know, what's not very masculine, what's not very manlike is setting up a straw man and knocking it down. I am angry about that. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of guys posturing like there's some sort of online internet tough guy. And you can't even take a tough argument. You can't actually stand up against the hard argument. And you disregard it. That is not very manly. What I will also follow it up with is if any, and I've said this before on this show, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it to anybody who listens, if your definition of biblical masculinity does not start with the fruit of the spirit, so gentleness, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, if it does not start with that, if those are not core tenets of what you desire in a man, Mm -hmm. start over. Yeah. Like, and that's the problem. Because what I see in, in, in stuff like this and from guys like this, when they, they're talking about this, they want you to be a man like them. They don't want you to be a man like Jesus. They want you to be a man like their version of Jesus. Now, what I will, and again, what I will say, 
he's right in sort of saying, if you are neglecting catechizing your family, providing for your family, taking care of your family, if you're neglecting your responsibilities because you're playing too many video games, I'm going to tell you to put that, that controller down. And if it's yeah. bad enough, I'm going to tell you to sell it off. Mm-hmm. Get rid of it. Yeah. And maybe forever. Maybe not, but mm-hmm. maybe forever. Well, and I, I, I agree, um, if, I don't, if you don't mind me kind of butting in here, is that even that as a starting place, um, I think is, is like a good response of just of agreement in this certain case that he's given that, yeah, if, if, if you're one of these people that he seems to be calling out, I don't know, um, then then yeah, th- th- then something's wrong. Like you need to be honest about the time, like how you spend your time. And I would say that needs to be like, you have to be honest with yourself, but also, you know, in asking God, looking at your stage of life and, and being honest with, Hey, I'm spending X amount of time uh, in personal entertainment. And is that healthy? Is that right? You know, um, and if that comes at the cost of neglecting your your duties to your family, right, and catechizing your kids and um and in uh, leading family worship, then yeah, if if those things aren't a priority, now I will like I'll I'll freely confess I I haven't gone through a catechism with my kids in in a long time, so I'm not currently catechizing my kids in the sense of like taking out a catechism and asking them questions. Um, the catechesis though is more about just training your children. Right. Right. Like it's instilling the values and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in them. Yes. I mean, the, and even the catechetical process, right. Where it's like you get the little book and you ask the questions and mm-hmm. like, it is really to sort of turn our hearts and our minds towards the, the, the actual subject matter. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. If if the a synonym there is training your children, then yes. okay, yeah, then that's that's occurring in my household. Um, but I mean, so even something like family worship. So so I think there is a good call in that, and, yeah. and and it's just like it's just like you said that those things ought to be prioritized over personal entertainment, you know, um, or or. Um, there is certainly a place, you know, we talk about this all the time. There is a place for recreation in the Christian life. God has, has made us for work and for rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and if this is a way that will help you rest, then by all means, it's a good, it's a good thing. You know, not all video games are good things, but I just mean in general. Yeah. Um, if, if you can take some rest in it. Obviously, Christ is our rest. Okay, I'm, I'm caveating everything. Sorry, uh, but but that kernel there, I agree. Priority, get your priorities in order, right? Mm-hmm. But if we, like, if we just pick apart this tweet, which I mean, maybe you're just not supposed to do. Maybe these are supposed to be transient things and thoughts you just kind of spew into the ether. Um, there is the issue that you brought up of like, okay, who is he addressing here? Like. Uh, are you're just airing grievances on Twitter? Like uh, that, that doesn't seem very manly. Um, you, you, know, you know, it's, it's funny. I think I actually tweeted and it, I, it was not meant to be a bit of a sub. It was not meant to be a sub tweet, mm-hmm. but I think it might've, I've just been thinking about this, but here, here's, here's just a thought. Mm-hmm. I'm going to appeal to an authoritative text. 
Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Hmm. I mean, and unfortunately, that I think that's most of what social media does. Is right, it just right, like, yeah. Like, and and again, I I have to be honest, guys. I am struggling to like give guys like Dale the benefit of the doubt. I really mm-hmm. want to believe that he has other people's best interests at heart here. Mm-hmm. But I think we've also got to be honest. Like a lot of this stuff just feels like sort of clout chasing, kind of like. I can get an easy response. I can sort of get a lot of interaction. And I can sort of stroke my ego and play the game. And and again, I I don't want to judge. I I really believe that when we were told that love believes all things, love hopes all things, that I need to just like cling to the fact that I want to believe that he just meant well and he just is a poor communicator. <laughs> um you, you know, but it, it's mm-hmm. tough. It's tough. Yeah, right. Because, okay, I want to just pick this apart, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, go ahead, man. Because the first sentence, it's tough for me to respect a man who loves to play video games. Okay, so that's, you know, that's that's your subject, right? Or excuse me, I I don't know the right term, but the, 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 that's that's the primary sentence. That's like his thesis, pretty much. Is that, okay, okay. That, so that's that's an issue with you that it's tough for you to respect a man who loves to play video games, okay? That, and that's like that's clearly you know the this is the this is the hot take, right? This yeah, this is the thesis. Okay, so he continues. It's very adolescent. Blanket statement. No, ba- he's not backing that up at all. He's just saying it's very adolescent. And, well, and and that statement too also reflects an absolute lack of knowledge or an absolute just almost willful ignorance of the 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 medium. Right. Like right. the medium as a whole. Yeah. The medium yeah. as a whole. It's like if you're just saying like, well, video games and you're thinking like Pac-Man or Super Mario Brothers 3 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. But video games have moved beyond that. Yeah. And as a sort of a narrative interactive experience mm-hmm. they can they can and do so much more mm-hmm. than that and it's not, and even there like my question is like what is wrong with having a little bit of mindless fun every once in a while mm-hmm. you know it's like do you watch an action movie mm-hmm. like please illuminate me into the 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 redemptive Elements of like, I don't know, John Wick 4. Don't get me wrong. John Wick 4 is probably an absolute rip of a banger, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I, I'm just going that like, I'm like, dude, there's like, and this co- comes back to like the double standards I was talking about too. Because mm-hmm. like, it's like, yeah. Anyways, I, I, I interrupted. You go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. You're, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, because yeah, he doesn't necessarily describe any kind of alternative except that. He goes on to say, and it seems, in passive language here, it seems those who do, so this would be referring to what he said earlier, who love to play video games. It seems those who do are the same men who can't find time to catechize their kids and lead family worship. So he's, he does make a, a just a blanket statement that it is very adolescent to love to play video games. But then he goes on to imply, or again, using this passive language to say, 
that a lot of these same people who love to play video games are, or men, excuse me, because he's speaking to men here, are the same men who can't find the time to catechize their kids and lead family worship. So, so the statement that he's making is not even, he's not even claiming that that's true for everyone who does. He's saying it seems that these are the same type of men. So it's, it's, it's very strange to make like these hard statements and backing them up with passive statements about some men who may fall into this. It seems as though they do. Like you said, it's, it's poorly communicated, right? Um, because he's not coming out and saying everyone who does it, it, his conclusion seems infers <laughs> that everyone who loves video games is not doing or are, are not doing these things because he's saying it's just adolescent. You shouldn't do it. And, and it's hard for me to respect. But then the, what he uses to back that up is just that they generally tend to be the same people, right? That it seems to him that these people are the same people who don't have time. To yeah, he can't even say like he can't even say like I have seen. Right. It's like he's not he's not saying from personal experience. He's like in my opinion. Mhm. So so it's 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 almost strangely worded the way that the way that he says that. And and he goes on to retweet actually someone else. Um um oh, that one said, right underneath the thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He says, men, I think Partridge is right. He says, as a former video game player, it's time to retire the video games. You have freedom in Christ. I'm not making a law. I'm speaking in wisdom. Retire them. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. So here- Fart noises. (laughs) Well, he's, he's automatically assuming that, yes, video games are childish. And so, therefore, I am going to put them away. Um, that's all. And, and he's saying he agrees with Partridge that they're adolescent, and so therefore, put them away. Um, which is is what. And what I found was really interesting was like when people would like. So again, slow to write. Samuel say responded and said what about board games what about people yeah. watch tvs and movies and he has some sort of bloviating response where he sort of ignores it says well it's not the same mm-hmm. how is it not the same it's not right. the same dale how is it not the same he doesn't well, go on to really illustrate like provide any sort of coherent argument against that well the the argument that he makes here um he says board games and video games are not the same People's marriages are not failing because of board game addictions. Distinctions are important for logical thinking and faithful discourse. People's marriages okay. aren't failing because of video game addiction. Let's 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 people's marriages are failing because of idolatry. Like I'm so tired mm-hmm. of like dude, it's not people's marriages are failing because men work too much and they neglect their families and their children. People's marriages fail for an abundance of reasons and blaming it on video games is ridiculous and sad and pathetic. Like I'm like that one is just like, I'm like that. I, I, I do remember reading that and not liking Mm -hmm. that because he wants to blame the video. It's, it's video game addiction. Right? No. And, And this is the problem. Like it's, Video game addiction is to me is like 
it's the secular way of saying I they have an idolatrous relationship with entertainment. Okay. Like and yeah. and I'm I and maybe I'm conflating terms or maybe I'm but I'm saying like, dude, it's not it's not the medium's problem. It's this dude. Mm-hmm. And it's people like you not looking at that dude and saying, put it down. That that could be the case. I I would make the argument as as we've said on this podcast in the in the past before, is that there are video games that are made specifically to hook yeah. the player. Okay, there there are games, um, a lot of games nowadays that are made with psychology in mind to uh, the psychology of, of the way that the brain works, um, to try and hook you to try and get you to play longer. Uh, the same way that, you know, like Facebook is is made in, for the same way. You know, the, the UI of Facebook is such that it feels like a slot ma- machine every time you open it up. And so you want to keep going. Um, and, and there are games built around that and game mechanics that are built around that as well. You know, you think of like the Ubisoft uh, maps that have all the icons everywhere so you can gather all these different mm-hmm. things and, and do, you know, Check small off things all the like little that. boxes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Get the get the gamer score, right? Get your achievements and things like that because it feels good when that happens. You get a little dopamine hit. Um, so I do want to take seriously that when when you're talking about video game addiction, yeah, there's an element in which video games are more addictive than board games. Okay. Yes. You know, the, so I, I don't want to, because here's, here's me. I don't want to create a straw man. I don't want to fight against like the worst version of, of my, you know, ideological enemies or opponents, excuse me, opponents. Um, I'm fine with having a conversation. You know, I'm fine with, with so, wrestling with these ideas. Yeah. So he, he's not wrong in saying that, yeah, there is a difference there between mm-hmm. board games and video games. Yeah. But, Again, it's sort of disregarding all the uh, like. How how about the people who watch, like who binge hours upon hours of Netflix? Certainly, like, yeah. TV TV. I I was doing some like TV gets like as passive media, mm-hmm. like film and television gets consumed at a much greater extent than video games mm-hmm. significantly, mm-hmm. like. TVs are on for hours a day in home, like in homes every day. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, but we don't want to address that. And we don't, and it's, it's like, it's like, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of like, when it comes to all of this, I just, I hate the sidestepping. Mm-hmm. The sidestepping is like, because it's like, are there concerns about like, just a, again, you brought up like, and just video games concerns. by their very yeah. nature. Yeah. Like, yes. But again, it's like, it's this thing like, well, it's got to be bad because like, because these people are abusing it. It's the right. same, it's the right. same heart and the same mentality behind like uh, the, the, the prohibition teetotalism. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like alcohol is bad because people are getting drunk and they're hurting people in there. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think like it's, there's sort of a willful ignorance behind all of that that just frustrates me Yeah. because, and again, it comes to like part of Christian character at the heart of it is the fruit of the spirit, Mm -hmm. self-control. I think one of the biggest problems that we face as, as a people 
is that we do not look at our congregants, we do not look at our brothers and sisters in Christ and be master yourself under the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like rule yourself. And there isn't a call in anywhere in that thread, as far as I could see, like to that. Or it's like control yourself. Right. Be mature. Right. It's just get rid of it's just get rid it's, of video games all Get rid of it. And not and not only get rid of it for the sake of, you know, if it is mastering you, it, it it's just the blanket statement of they're adolescent, they're childish. You know, only and, kids uh, play those games. Don't be a kid. I, like, come I, on. I, really? I sort of, like that's that's Matt Millsap your... <laughs> actually sort of he responded without responding. Okay. Yeah. Um he did not do the thing where I he did not do the quote tweet or anything, but Matt Millsap, dude's solid. He's been on TRG a whole bunch of times. He's mm-hmm. uh, a professor. Uh, I want to say like, yeah, he's at uh, MBTS. Um, so is that uh, Midwestern? Is that Midwestern? Yeah, Midwest Baptist. Midwestern Baptist. Right? Yeah. Like um, and he's, he, he actually, his dissertation was on uh, the theological whatever which is the term mm-hmm. he made up um anyways but just means games and god and thoughts on games and god um mm-hmm. so and i i want to read his because i i really actually enjoyed his responses too uh okay. so he writes um there's another dust up on christian twitter yesterday about men and video games so it's worth reiterating this point if there exists a coherent argument against men playing video games it already would have been made by now <laughs> lazy puerile criticisms born from a personal dislike of video games do not constitute a coherent argument stringing together anecdotal evidence of men who play video games too much does not constitute a coherent argument mm. quoting first corinthians thirteen eleven out of context does not constitute a coherent argument Calling video games a waste of time does not constitute a coherent argument. If Christian men playing video games is truly something that they should not do, then make a coherent argument, i.e. a structured, well-reasoned, well-reasoned, logical essay with supporting evidence beyond disparate anecdotes to that effect and put it out there for critique. And then he goes on to say, relatedly, here's an, a brief article I wrote in 2019. And like, and that's the thing is like, these guys don't respond to that. It's like, you look at them and say, give me a reasoned, coherent argument. And they're like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, or, or, or because it's addictive. Okay, that's that's the only thing that I've seen so far. There's an assumption that it's adolescent. There's an assumption that it leads to you know neglecting your wife, destroying your marriage, and neglecting your kids are the things that that he's brought up, at least in the tweets that I've seen. Um, and that and that is that stems directly from video game addiction, apparently. Uh, but well, and what I thought was really interesting is somebody said, what about guys who are constantly posting on social media? And his knee jerk reaction was to say, social media is ministry for me and for you. Video games are recreation and entertainment. Unfair comparison. I'm like, no, it's not. You mm-hmm. just don't like it because it's stomping on your toes a little bit. Well, it's like, 
or okay, here I'm going to try. I'm going to try and make this a little bit more charitable. Or it's because he can see the value in social media, where well, he does not see value in video games. He sees them as adolescent. Without again, without making an argument as to why they are, he he simply made that blanket statement that they are adolescent. Like these are childish things. Um, social media actually has redeeming qualities. It is ministry for me. Whereas there is no case in which video games can be any form of ministry. Is is what he's saying. I'm I'm saying that's his argument. Is yeah. If the difference is that that he's saying that there's ministry there, which I mean, you can you can make an argument that that you can minister to people while playing a you know a co-op game or or, or playing online or something like that. Um, I personally have not done that, you know, so I don't consider video. I I put video games in the area of recreation. Um, now again, that can happen. You can encourage brothers in the faith while you're playing together. Um. I, that's not something I typically I but it, don't it, typically play. It, there's sort of this together. this assumption that there's absolutely nothing redemptive about the exactly. medium. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, sure there is. It's just you mm-hmm. haven't looked at it. Right, right. It it seems to stem more from a personal from a personal it's, issue. It's, it's like I don't like this, and I don't think mm-hmm. other people should like this. Now, like, does he? If he wants to talk about like reasons, like cons- like, and here's the thing: I, I honestly think the entire like. If he he would have worded this just differently, mm-hmm. he could, could could have communicated some of those same concerns. And you know, we had a conversation yeah. with with the, the in our in in our one thread with Paul and Wes, and we we sort of talked about it. And a lot of it is sort of the the same thing. Like if this was really, and and I think Paul went on to say something very similar. If this was legitimately about like expressing concern for his brothers and encouraging mm-hmm. brothers to make better decisions. Yeah. There's it's lacking in a lot of like charity. Yeah. It's if and if that's the the case um dude like maybe edit <laughs> recant like take mm-hmm. this down and try again. He's not like he didn't interact with Millsap. Mm-hmm. Millsap posted right in that thread and was like, "Hey dude, here I am. Like, come, come talk to me about this. And that's the problem is that these dudes, I'm just like, kind of like, I want to be gracious. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to give mm-hmm. them, but I'm just tired. Like, and I get it. I get people's frustration. There was a lot of like dunking and sniping at this dude. Yeah. That, like I said, I don't think helped anything, mm-hmm. but I get it because it's exhausting. Yeah, he clearly from the tweets he was not looking for replies. Like he wasn't looking to start a conversation. Oh with no, tweet. like he, he was he the was only thing putting, he retweeted was the dude who was like, "No, I agree with you." Yeah, well, of well, co- like come on. I I'm saying like he didn't invite any kind of conversation into it. It was him blasting out a thought of men stop playing video games, quit being a child. Was like go catechize your kids. Um, which again, priorities, right? So I agree with that priority, but, but that was the thought that he had. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't conversational at all. Um, and it, right. If, if you're truly concerned for those who, who are consumed with a video game addiction, okay, that's one thing. Um, not sure that this is really going to help that there yeah there's a way to call people to 
prioritize leading your family, catechizing your kids, you know, um, strengthening your marriage. There's a way to, to call people to that and even to warn against things that are addictive, right? Or things that take up a lot of time. And, and there's a way to encourage men to, to be mindful of their time. You know, I, I can't help but think this, this came around the same time that Tears of the Kingdom dropped. And I would not be opposed and, you know, I would agree if, if the tweet was something more along, and this is something we talked about too, if the tweet mm. was more along the lines of, guys, if, it's, if Tears of the Kingdom has only been released for seven days and you've already put in 60 hours, you need to reconsider your priorities or yeah. how much time you're spending on these things. Now, is there the occasional case, okay, well, I took a week off work in order to do that. Like, like you lined things up so that that could happen. Okay, maybe you work for, a, a you know, heaven forbid, you work for a gaming journalism uh, oh, outlet. There's, there's <laughs> other issues just wrapped up in that one, man. Um, so are there circumstances in which that that may be acceptable? Maybe. But if you're playing a video, like if you are so on the hype train that you are playing a game more than you are working, you know, like spending time in your work, then that is something that you need to reevaluate. I'm not saying that sin right off the bat. I'm saying you need to reevaluate that. Um, yeah, pump the pump the brakes a little bit and, and mm-hmm. do some like honest and kind of like fearless self uh, self assessment. Right. Right. And, and look, we've been, you know, Nate and I have both been, um, on the other end of our wives saying, Hey, reevaluate. Dude, right. I mean, here's the thing. So like, and, and that just like, you know, this is sort of like throwing myself under the bus a little bit. And what I will say is that, so pretty much all of March, destiny two mm-hmm. was on a lot. Mm-hmm. Now I wasn't playing all the time. Mm-hmm. But that game was almost <laughs> always running in the background. Gotcha. I don't know if I've been playing that game a year. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I haven't actually. I have over 300 hours in that game. Okay. Now, whether or not, and, it, and again, it's like, I'm not sure, is that, is that just time where, because there were lots of times where I'd just have the, I'd turn the game on and it would just run. And then when, when B would sleep or, you know, I'd play a little bit or whatever. And so I'm, but it's like, so if, you know, like if I was actually playing all of that, like that's, yeah, that's unhealthy. But what I'm saying is like, you know, I think, and and it comes back. And again, every time we've had this conversation, it's like, if you're married, what does your wife think? Now, if she just Mm -hmm. doesn't like video games at all, then she's probably not going to be like the most like objective sort of like judge there. But like, mm-hmm. you know, ask your wife, you know, am I playing too much? What do you think? Ask your friends. Like, ask the people who know and who see this stuff. Like, they're going to give you, like, if they love you, they're going to give you good counsel there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, Josh and I, we've talked about Hollow Knight. Like, we, dude, it was like, we were obsessed with that game. And I think we were, right. we were staying up too late. We're, you know, and I think, you know, our wives, we each kind of came to, like we were talking about, I was like, Josh is like, yeah, Sam kind of told me like, eh, you, 
you've been on that a lot lately. And mm-hmm. and I was like, that's weird. Megan said the same thing to me. And you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to be told I'm I'm doing too much of something. But and I think like that's that's the thing. And I think mm-hmm. in all of this is like one of the reasons that this is so important to me and I think to us and to the show and what we're doing here is that his response is like, just get rid of it. And we're saying, no, be mature, be wise, mm-hmm. be an adult human being who can engage with the good things of this world in a responsible and wise way. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and maybe. Whether that's video games or whether that's board games or whether that's watching sports, you know, like. Or even, yeah, even whether that's, that's a- how, how you work, mm-hmm. you know, like, or if it's how you you know what you do like just like pursue maturity yeah and recognize that maturity has a lot less to do with like how you spend your free time Mm -hmm. it has a lot more to do with like how you treat other people and how you like serve and love the body and it's like and yes in some ways it is about your time Mm -hmm. but more than about your time it's like what what are you doing with that time are you caring? Are you, as a general rule, caring for the people around you, caring for your mm-hmm. church, caring for your family? Are their needs met? Are they? Are they? Are they taking like? Are they taken care of sufficiently? Yeah. And if that's all done, you're not neglecting your responsibilities, mm-hmm. and you want to play some video games instead of watching a football game. Praise God. Yeah. You want to watch the football game instead of playing video games? Praise God. Mm-hmm. If you want to take a nap or smoke a cigar or go for a walk or like, are there levels to like what might be more beneficial? Sure. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a lot of this stuff is not like, and, and this is, I think like the, the assertion here is that while maybe it's, it's sort of that it, it comes back to the, the, Mark Driscoll thing once said, like, video games aren't sinful. They're just a waste of time. They're just foolish. Mm-hmm. And that's bound up in crap like this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I, I think, like, you know, part of my frustration here is, like, you get these boneheads. They get on here. They spout off this stuff, you know. And then, yeah, everybody gets all worked up. And, like I said, I think the one thing is, like, stop, stop feeding these dudes. Like, yeah. Stop feeding the trolls. Like right, these- and, and and I would say even more, even more than more than than stop feeding the trolls. Like especially if you're, yeah, I I I'd, I'd rather just not reply at all. But if you are gonna reply, don't be snarky. Don't it- be. This is my. This is me. Like you know, calling out to everyone who all those hypothetical people who both replied to the tweet and are listening to our podcast. This doesn't make sense. But what I'm saying is that in general, don't be a troll. Don't don't feed the trolls and be the trolls. Like if if you want to elevate the discourse in places like this, and you're offended by poor argumentation, then present a good argument. And elevate the discourse yourself as well and encourage that in others. The reason I didn't say anything, didn't tweet anything for two days Mm -hmm. was because I was pissed. Mm -hmm. Part of my language. I was really angry. Yeah. And it's, I wasn't angry because his content, the content's 
mostly tripe. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it was just like, I'm so tired of like, a, again, the lazy puerile nature of the, the, this argumentation where it's like, I don't like video games. I don't think you should like video games. Stop liking video games. They're for, mm-hmm. they're for babies. It's like, dude. And, and that's the thing. Like, I think this, it, it is exhausting and I get it, mm. but yeah, you're right. It's like, and you know, honestly, like the, the way my tweet and the way I put it out there, I was like, I felt way better about that tweet mm-hmm. than I did about how like I, all the drafts where I just like, cause I <sighs> savaged it. I, like, dude, I wrote several drafts and there was one okay. where I just savaged him. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, it was like, I was like, I'm going to bring out the tack hammer. I'm going to like, and it was like, one, I wasn't being gracious. One, I wasn't being charitable. Yeah. I was not being yeah. kind. I was not being patient. I was not being self-controlled. So I, I said, no, like, we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going to respond, I'm going to do so in a way that communicates care. Yeah. Because, and, and here's the thing, like, this dude is apparently a pastor. Mm-hmm. And he has some sort of like teaching ministry. Mm-hmm. I want better for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't want to make an assumption based on a single tweet that this is how he always is. Uh, th- th- sure, there are problems with the tweet. There's problems with the way that he presents this, you know, not yeah. going to these people that he's talking to, but instead subtweeting. Um there, yeah, there's issues here, but well, I also don't want to judge everything that he does through the lens of this yeah, tweet. Yeah, um, no, that tweet sucked, mm-hmm. and he should feel bad. It's a bad take. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, but and and I think too, like, and and again, I know I'm sort of we're just sort of echoing that, like, we're we, but like to all the people, like, yeah, to the people who want to respond and get like sort of up in arms and have the knee jerk sort of like, I get it, like I totally get it, like mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm still kind of mad about it. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of mad because like, you know, there were plenty of good arguments given to him and he chose, he chose to not respond to any of them. Mm. That's frustrating. Yeah. But you know what? Like you can't like, and this is to all the people sort of sitting on the other side of that who are exhausted by this. We don't move. And you said this too, Josh. It's like, we don't move the conversation forward. We don't elevate the conversation by acting like children online. Yeah, right, right. In fact, when when we do that, when we sort of dip into immaturity, when we dip into the sort of the, the angry, hot take sort of like mentality, you're actually just proving his point. Yeah. <laughs> because you're being yeah. adolescent. You're being juvenile. Mm-hmm. Anyways, like, yeah. yeah, it's just, like I said, it's it's tough. It's tough, and I get it. Like, I just, every time I see this stuff comes up, like, you know, you know what I hope someday, Josh, is that we never have to talk about this stuff again. (laughs) Yeah. That at some point in time, there will be enough of a mature dialogue about all of this stuff where we will actually see, and this is even sort of like you and I were talking about it. So many times we, we sort of focus on a symptom. Like, so he's like video game addiction is ruining lives. Mm -hmm. No. Video games and even video game addiction is not ruining lives. That person's inability to govern themselves is ruining that life. Mm-hmm. That person's idolatrous relationship with video games or entertainment or mm-hmm. the, the escapism or whatever it is, it's sort of, that's actually the thing. 
Mm-hmm. And, 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 and here, and here's, so here's part of the issue too, for me, right. Is by, by sca- making video games, the scapegoat, you're not actually addressing the hard issue. That's, that's the actual problem. Mm. You're sort of blaming, you're saying, this is the thing that's wrong. If we just get rid of this, no, because you get rid of that. And what does scripture tell us about? Like you, you clean out the house, you clean out the, and, and uh, the, you chase out the demon and he comes back with seven, seven buddies. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not saying we're, I'm not saying like, but I'm saying like a lot of times you sweep this stuff up and you will find seven more idolatries to like, y- you know, sort of take yeah. its place. Yeah. Like you stop drinking so much. I, I mean, I know a dude, he, you know, and I was this way for a while. I, when I stopped drinking, when I stopped abusing substances, I got in the gym. I got in the mm-hmm. gym hard. Mm-hmm. I was addicted to the gym. Mm. Now, granted, it's a much more beneficial, but that was my drug. Yeah. And it ruled my life. Mm. If I couldn't go to the gym when I wanted to, I got mad. I got like super angry. Mm. If I didn't like, like, you know, and it's, and this is, this is what I'm saying is that as long as we're focusing on video games as sort of being the problem, the problem isn't problem. We're, we're actually ignoring the thing that is the actual issue. The thing that we need to be confronting in our brothers and sisters and in our lives at times. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous. That's dangerous and it's foolish. Mm-hmm. Because like the thing is like, like I said, I started out with it, this. It's like, if you are a man who is failing to lead your family, you're failing to fulfill your obligations to your church and to the people around you because you're playing too many video games. Stop. Yeah. Repent of that. Put mm-hmm. the stuff away. Sell it if you need to. And I'm not even saying forever. I'm saying if you need to just get rid of it for now. Yeah. If you know a guy like that, Call him to repentance. Because yeah. that's the thing that actually, if that man truly repents, that that's what makes the difference. That's what moves the needle. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. I hope that was I hope that was encouraging as well. Not just not we're not here to take pot shots, but we want to address something, you know, that in both sides of it, that you know, what we can learn from it. Because, yeah, the, although it was a bad tweet, there were also bad replies. So, um, yeah. I'm getting sleepy, buddy. I, the, yeah. y- you know, we, we didn't tell them this is the longest we've ever gone. Like, we ever. We talked this is a, a new lot record tonight. New record. And not all of it on Mike, at least Mike's mm-hmm. for you guys. <laughs> so, uh, we do have a few forms before we head out for the evening that we're just going to kind of blast through because, uh, we're tired and we want to go to sleep for at least a few hours before we have to get back up. So um, the, the first form that we are going to observe here before we head out for the evening is our community shout out. We've got some some people that we want to shout out in our community. And I would like to shout out uh, the man from Down Under himself, Mr. Uh, Porsche. Um, the wonder from been, Down Under. Oh, the wonder from, I like it. I like it. Um he, he he's just been very encouraging. And, and so this is a shout out, not because it was a, a public community thing, but because he reached out and messaged me and has encouraged me 
even in this time, uh, you know, after, after I was let go from my job. Um, and I, I shared that with the discord, you know, just asking for prayer. He reached out through DMS just and gave me some encouragement. And then also we've been talking about some other stuff. So I really appreciate that and shout out good sir. Porcho is good people. Yeah, he is, man. You know who else is good people? Mm. And, uh, is the, the two friends of the show who hopped on with you last week or last mm. episode, uh, Dorian and, and Jake, you know, thanks mm-hmm. for keeping Josh company. Um, Dorian, yeah. thank you for that excellent radio voice sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, show intro, uh, mm-hmm. way better Top than notch. sort of like my gravelly, you know, <laughs> worn out kind of rasp. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very, very good. Much wow. Nice. So, so good. So thanks good. guys. Appreciate you. Y'all are the mans, the men, the the people. You are the man. You are the Pokemans. Um, anyway, show uh, you my Pokemans. No, no, don't show anyone your Pokemans. Uh, so the next form to be observed is um, a little something that we took from Monty Python, and it's a question. What is your quest? Shun. That's right. What is your question where we take your question and uh, if we use your question hey you get five bucks on us uh well done in your question asking good sir or madam whoever you are uh this week's question is actually it comes from uh who john o'spark who is also a stand-up john o'spark yes he is quite the gent that john o'spark he's top shelf so um, in general, he asks, you don't get a console for the sake of it, but for the games. That's true. Console gamers, which game or games made you say, yeah, I got to get this console now? What, what, are, what are those games that made you want to buy a console? I, I, I can go ahead and just jump in. In general, I will only buy consoles when I found sales. So I was thinking of of the previous consoles that I bought, the Xbox One S, the PS4, the Switch, even the Wii U. Um, so all my like current gen, at the time, consoles. And the reason I picked them up was not for one specific game. It was because I found them on a really good sale. Um, so that's been the case with all of my systems, actually. However, um, you know, what are those games that, oh yeah, I gotta get it now? I mean, I would say... For me, it's an accumulation of games. It's not a single game. Um, for so for for something like PS4, the fact that there was Bloodborne and God of War and Resident Evil 2 remake and Near Automata and Spider-Man. Uh, oh, that's right, Spider-Man. Like it. It was because of that collective accumulation. That and these games were either already released or like on the immediate horizon. That was like, okay, yeah, no, that that's that's going to be worth getting. Um, Switch was a little different because I got it fairly early on, within the first year of it being released. It's just that I got such a good deal. Breath of the Wild for it. I didn't because I had it on Wii U and I played it on Wii U. Um, so, so that one was more of, of not necessarily that this is, this has what, you know, I wanted to play Mario Odyssey, Smash Brothers, things like that. Um, 
But that is one where I didn't necessarily buy it on the games that had been released at that point. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's my answer is it's kind of an accumulation. How about you? So I had to think about this a little bit and mm-hmm. I don't know the exact timeline, but if I'm being honest, so I've talked about this game a ton. It's like my favorite game of all time. Shadow of the Colossus, right? Mm-hmm. I remember at one point in time going over to my buddy Alex's house and his brother was playing um, Shadow of the Colossus on PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this witch magic? And we, I started watching. I was like, yeah, this looks super sick. Um, I don't know if I said super sick. Mm-hmm. No I, I don't know if I said witch magic you know. either. But yeah, you know, whatever, whatever sort <laughs> what of nineties witch magic. What is this super sick witch magic? But I do think that shortly after, when I did eventually buy my PS2, it was mostly so I could play like games, specifically Shadow of the Colossus and games like Shadow of the Colossus. Nice. I, nice. That's that's at least that's my head cannon. I have <laughs> no way of actually verifying if that's true. This or is not. why. It's, well, but it's what I want to believe. At least the, this story was super sick. So you're good. It was super sick with tragic. Mm-hmm. I like uh, it. Well, that's hard to say, especially when I'm tired. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this isn't even our final form. We do have uh, at least one more to to do, and that is oh wow, the eyes rolling. Um, and that is our challenge. Okay, we challenge ourselves uh, to do better I don't every want to talk time. About this. <laughs> Um, so we didn't have a challenge last episode because it was a book club episode, frankly. Um, I, before that, my challenge was to not be, to not use my phone as much. This challenge is going to be very similar because I saw some benefits from that, but then I've, I've since kind of pulled away from that. My challenge is actually, it, it, it has to do with sort of what we've been talking about today as well, is to pull back from entertainment in general. Mm. I, I generally tend to have something on all the time in the background, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a YouTube video or something, um, just listening to something, intaking information. And and some of that is, you know, some of that's books. You know, some of some of it is edifying things. Uh some of it's it's, you know, Christian podcasts, things like that. Um studies. So there are there's a category for that in which I can be I I can be used for for more like academic pursuits and things like that. Um, for the case case in point, you know, for my job search, there's stuff that I could be listening to that I could be watching that pertains to that. But there's also another category of just general interests that I have that are dumb things that are just fun to watch. You know, keeping up with movies, keeping up with um, you know other other forms of entertainment. And I want to cut back on that mm. because while it's fun in the moment, it's cotton candy, you know? Yeah. And I also want to be okay with not having something on all the time and being more mindful of like, oh, I want to go for that cotton candy, but no, you know what? If I just say no for now, okay, what am I going to fill this time with? Something yeah. edifying or, you know, a little bit of solitude. So. That is, uh, and it, or, or frankly, do I just need to be paying more attention to what I'm doing, being around my family, you know, wife, kids, paying more attention to them. So, uh, so it really is just about being more intentional in general. Um, but to do that, I want to just cut some, some entertainment in general. 
I like that. Um, you know, I did sort of allude to, and I had talked about maybe doing, I, so sort of, I'm, I'm going to issue again, I'm just going to sort of, I need to journal more. I did mm-hmm. do some journaling. Nice. Over the past, there's like four days out of the last 28. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I thought not, you were going to say week. We, no, we don't. Like, uh, we don't go like this. No we just pumps. like, <laughs> we, we sort of, it's more of a dis- disappointed. This is the, the disapproving stare. Mm-hmm. I'm not um, mad. I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm just disappointed. Just disappointed. Um, Son. So I do want to get back into that. But I also, mm-hmm. I think it would be good. And and yes, I did just buy Diablo 4. But I'm really going to try to, over the next couple of months, limit my single player sort of video game time. Okay. And that I'm, I want to make a lot more of it sort of like, so I have a couple buddies I can get on Destiny 2 with. My brother mm-hmm. will be on Destiny or Diablo 4. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff, like I said, I, I want to do, like I, I still need to do the, the backlog draft stuff. I, I'd i like to finish unpacking because I'm really enjoying that. Mm-hmm. But I really do want <laughs> my my time online to be spent with friends if possible. Yeah. Dude, so. I love it. That's awesome. But that's awesome. There's there's another benefit to video games, right? Mm-hmm. No, sorry. No, I'm just being petty. Um, but actually, that was our final form. So we're done for the evening. Thank you guys for for being with us during this time. Um, you know, we talked about discourse on the internet and social media and how it can go awry. But if you've got some good discourse that you would like to share with us, we love to to to. I'm, I'm trying to think of the verb form of that word and I can't think of it. Um, but we would love to have some back and forth with you to hear yeah. from you. Interact. Um, yes, interaction. With. Don't be a troll. Uh, but there's tons of ways that you can communicate. If you are a you troll, I will stuff you under Discord. a bridge and not feed you. Mm, no coins for you. No coins um, for you. Or small I'm, children. None. No, don't, don't. You can't have that young boy. Um, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. On Twitter, our handle is at bbdowncast. We have an instagram.com slash thebacklogbreakdown. And on Facebook, our group is the hashtag Backlog Book Club. We also have a Discord server. We're in there most of all the places. I've been kind of in and out, but I'm hoping to get back in, keep up with mm-hmm. stuff a little bit better. A uh, link for that is in the show notes of this episode. If you want to get a little bit more personal, I generally go by Broccolope on the internet. And Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. Yeah, you do. I do. it's your name. I like it. With an underscore in there. Mm-hmm. They call me underscore. Underscore. So you know what the first name is, where it ends, and the last name begins. Yeah. All I right. guess. Well, good time, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't really have a lot to say. Like, I mean, you've probably been watching me just like fade hard. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's it's super late. And yes. So, or very early. Or <laughs> yes, very early. But uh, well, we did the thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we did the thing well in a way that earns us uh, not merely the respect of men, but the respect of our father. Mm-hmm. Like and with it. that uh, mighty Jesus juke, I ask <laughs> you this one question. We did the things. What should they do until next time? Guys, keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Ooh.
Breaking down the benefits. Dude, Josh, that, that voiceover is like... <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> Where's Rachel? Where's Rachel? Where's Rachel? I love it. 